It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Kansas City Royals. Our final look at the Royals here in spring training would have been a long camp out in Surprise, Arizona, but uh, I think it's been a good camp. We're going to bring in Jeffrey Flanagan and, and talk a little bit about that as things wrap up. And Jeffrey, one reason I say it's a good camp is just the real pleasant development that's been uh, Raul Mondesi, uh, you know, his performance. I think in the context of, you know, you and I having these weekly powwows, it's not so surprising that he got the second base job, but you, know, you look at the the bigger scope of the picture, and uh, th- this would have been a shocker if you if you had mentioned this at the beginning of camp that, that he would walk away with that second base job. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, he was, you know, just kind of a courtesy mention when we were talking about the battle for second yeah. base back in February, and and he just rose up and, and just uh, grabbed the job, which is <clears throat> kind of what you want to see in spring training. You want to see those surprises, and uh, you want to see guys, <clears throat> you know, exert themselves and and grab a position like that, and <clears throat> it certainly makes the Royals much more competitive. Uh, I mean, much more athletic uh, at second base than they have been in recent years. So, and the other, you know, big big picture thing is, you know, Alcides Escobar is going to be a free agent after this season, and if he does not get re-signed with the Royals, well, at least you have Montesi, who's already got, you know, another year of experience uh, in the major leagues, so he could easily transfer over to the shortstop position. Yeah, absolutely, um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, a larger sample of Modesty at the major league level. Uh, another guy who's had a good camp is Alex Gordon, uh, of course, coming off a tough year in 2016, and, and the interesting wrinkle there is it looks like he could be in the leadoff spot, and we know that uh, you know Ned Yost has, has uh, you know, catered towards uh, Alcides Escobar in that spot <laughs> many times against the wishes of fans <laughs> or, yeah. uh, or uh, sabermetric people, for that matter, uh, because he certainly doesn't have the, the common on-base percentage of a leadoff guy, but whatever – for whatever reason, it worked for them for a long time, but uh, it, it looks like Gordo might be in that spot. Yeah, that's uh, been pretty much determined, and uh, we could get a sense of that early in camp because um, he actually went to Alex early in camp and said he was going to try that, and that's where Alex has really excelled over his career. If you look at his uh, his starts by batting order position, uh, that's his OPS, I think, is something like 831 or something from the leadoff spot, which uh, is the best spot for him, so... Uh, he's done it a lot. He's, I think he started 316 games over his career, which is more than uh, he started in any other batting position. And you know, you and I talk about batting position a lot, and sometimes how it's overrated. But I think in, in Alex's case, he really likes hitting leadoff. He likes getting on base, setting the table for the other guys. And he's not obviously not your typical leadoff hitter. You know, he's not got great speed or anything. But uh, he does see a lot of pitches. He can take a walk, uh, and he knows how to get on base. Uh, you know, one guy we haven't talked much about on this podcast uh, who's had a good spring is Brandon Moss, and and now it's easy to talk. He home run the other day, uh, you know, a ball that did, does, it went to a place where balls don't typically go uh, in that ballpark. But it, it sounds like he's in a good place uh, from the power perspective. Yeah, he really is. He made a little bit of a, a bit of a, an adjustment with his head uh, motion uh, during his swing, and um, 
it really paid off in that final week. He really got locked in, and I think he had, he had home runs in three consecutive games, and they were all no-doubters, uh, a couple doubles, and that, that home run you mentioned was here at Surprise Stadium, and it cleared the pavilion tent in right field, which uh, in the years I've been coming here, I've never seen anyone do that. Uh, and, and coincidentally, it came right after Alex Gordon hit one out of the complex into the street, you know, hitting a cop car. Um, so those were almost almost back-to-back. I think they were within one or two innings of each other. And quite a prolific uh, display of power there. The wind now was blowing out that day, I'll say that. And as you know, Arizona traditionally, you know, a homer haven because of the thin air and, and everything like that. But, yeah, Brandon uh, – uh, right at the right time to getting locked in. And, uh, of course, Ned Yost and, and his staff hoping that Brandon uh, carries that into the regular season. Jeffrey, a big storyline uh, going into spring training camp was how do the Royals move on, not just emotionally, but purely from a baseball standpoint, from the untimely death of Giordano Ventura. You know, based on what you've seen here in spring training camp, how do you rate or how do you uh, assess just the, the general state of the starting pitching depth? Because um, that seems like that's another area where uh, it's been an encouraging camp. Yeah, I think, you know, they feel like this might be the deepest and strongest rotation they've had since Dayton took over in 2006. And I think that's a pretty good statement, a pretty strong statement. But the addition of, of Jason Hamill uh, and with Jason Vargas coming back from, from his uh, Tommy John surgery and Nathan Carnes, a guy they picked up for a draw, Dyson, and he's he won the number five spot in the rotation. He finished very strong down here uh, <clears throat> working – you know, primarily on his changeup, which has really become an effective pitch. So uh, one through five, uh, they feel pretty good about that and, and their bullpen depth. Uh, it's going to look different, of course, you know, without Wade Davis and Greg Holland around, but uh, they still feel confident that, you know, got young guys like Matt Strom and, you know, got Mike Miner was finally into the mix and he had a great spring. They, they feel like they got some depth there and they feel obviously feel Kelvin Herrera can step in and be the new closer. So we've talked about all the – all the positives of camp. Is there anything in your mind that, that stands out as, uh, uh, I don't know how to phrase it, a disappointment or, or something that, uh, you know, could be better or uh, that, that stands out, you know, yet to be assessed as, as the season starts? Where, where anything uh, stand out in that regard? Yeah, I think, you know, Jorge Soler had kind of a disappointing camp even before he got hurt. And he's, uh, he's a guy that, uh, uh, they got, of course, with Wade Davis, and it still has a very high ceiling. Um, just had real trouble uh, with his timing at the plate, and I think he only hit like 143 and 50 or so at bats and started to pick it up a little bit late in spring, but then got hurt in, in a minor league game, uh, strained his oblique muscle, and um, he's most likely going to be on the DL when the season opens. So uh, fortunately for them, it's a grade one strain, which is the lowest, and it's really centralized. So. They're hoping he can get back, you know, two or three weeks at the most. And uh, I, I would say that, that if there was any slight disappointment, it might be his performance this spring at the plate. Uh, I think he made strides defensively, but uh, he just, like I said, he just couldn't get his timing down. So it's this will be a fascinating club going into the year, of course, a lot of pending free agents. So we know that the Royals are one of those teams that um, it seems especially important to get off to a good start in the first half. Uh, lest the conversations start to shift towards, you know, are they going to move people and, and that sort of thing. Right. But, um, but it's also a very confident group, a, a group that, that's been there, done that as far as getting to October and, and you know, extending through October is concerned. So uh, I want your gut feeling, Jeffrey. I know you love this being put on the spot. Uh, not necessarily a, 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 a tried and true prediction uh, number of wins or anything like that, but what's your gut feeling about the competitiveness of this club? 
Well, I, I, you brought up a good point about wanting to get off to a good start, and I think that's going to affect how they position their 25-man roster. You, you might see Terrence Gore actually make the 25-man roster because he's mm. that kind of speak and actually win you one, two, maybe even three games in, in late innings in April. You might even see a Whit Merrifield up here over Christian Cologne as a, as a final guy on the roster spot just for that speed and athleticism. They really want to get off to a good start because I, I, I know Dayton and his staff don't want to be answering questions about, you know, are they going to have a fire sale in late July? So uh, this is a group that still feels like they're not conceding anything to the Indians right now. They feel like you know, the, the division can still be theirs, and, and they want to get back to the World Series one more time if it is the last hurrah for you know, the, the remaining four p- potential free agents. So gut feeling is I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to um, uh, get off to a good, strong start, and I think they're going to be competitive, and I think they're going to get back to the playoffs. All right, we're going to keep the Royals' conversation going here in the lead-up to opening day 2017. Jeffrey recently sat down uh, one-on-one with manager Ned Yost. Here is that conversation. Hi, Jeffrey Flanning of MLB.com here with Royal Skipper Ned Yost. And Ned, every camp we talk about one or two surprises in camp, and, and who are those guys this year? Well, we have had some, Flanning, for sure. Um, you know, Raul Mondesi has been, you know, a, a really big surprise. We knew what kind of ability that he had. and. You know, coming up last year, uh, you know, having a rough year offensively at the big league level, um, handled all, all his duties defensively really, really nicely. But, I mean, he's come into camp a different guy, more confident, uh, more self-assured, um, and has had a heck of a camp so far. I mean, he's hitting over 400. Uh, you know, he's done really, really well, and he's doing a lot of things well. He's hitting the breaking ball good, uh, which he really struggled with last year. Uh, we, we all know that he's capable of... Uh, you know, handling the fastball, but he's been bunning. He's been uh, playing tremendous defense. He's been a, he's been a real pleasant surprise. Um, Caramo uh, and Culver have been big surprises. Um, you know, we've had a, our eyes on, or at least I have, uh, on Culver for the last couple of years. We brought him up here um, as a fill-in guy, as an extra guy from our minor leagues, and I, I think he had three or four saves for us last year in spring training alone. And. Uh, he's been very impressive. Karamo's been extremely impressive. Heavy, heavy uh, ground ball guy. Uh, heavy sinker. Gets his fastball up to 94. Really good slider. Uh, real good temperament on the mound. So I'd probably say those have been the three biggest surprises that we've had out of, out of uh, you know, guys that uh, when we got here, you know, not really knowing too much about, but really been impressed. There's been a lot of talk this offseason about the Cleveland Indians, and rightfully so. They got to the World Series, but this is a very prideful group. That's not going to concede anything. How do you guys think you match up with the Indians going into? Don't really care. Don't really think about it. You know, I think that we'll match up against anybody. I'm not just singling out any team. You know, I like our team. I like our depth. We've had, uh, you know, guys, uh, you know, really show up here in camp. And we talked a little bit about a surprise. And the other one I forgot was Bonifacio. So we've got tremendous depth. I think. Uh, we're looking at guys like Scoglin, um, Stout, and um, Stamont, and some of these guys, McCarthy, that we've sent down early. We've got tremendous depth in the pitching department that we're comfortable with. We've got tremendous infield depth with guys like Artiaga, who's had a great spring, um, Torres, who's had a great spring. Um, so we feel like our, our core guys are here. They're healthy. They're primed and ready to go. They're hungry. Uh, we've got great depth. If we have issues like we had last year with the injuries, I mean, the injuries hurt us last year. So we feel real good about matching up against anybody right now. Perfect. Thanks, Ned. You're very welcome. <laughs>
MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. 